Welcome to Kashrus on the Air, your weekly radio show dealing with kosher issues for the kosher consumer. And I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Wickler, editor of Kashrus Magazine. And tonight's show is a wonderful one. It's a surprise to me, too, because I had a whole show prepared, which I may or may not get to, and uh, it was preempted by something just came in. I know it's not too bishvat yet, but we're going to be discussing the fruits and vegetables, specifically uh, fruits, nuts, things like that. We're going to be discussing how to prepare them for uh, for eating, and that that's why it ties into Tu Bishvat. And Tu Bishvat is not this week; it'll be next week, uh, Shabbos, ne- next Shabbos. But uh, the purpose of doing it now is because you got a Zriza Magdim, and we all got to know a little bit about it in advance. And I also might make it a two-part, discussing some of the nuts and things like that next week. So, without further ado, we're going to start with our project about the. Uh, Tubishvat fruits. The only thing is, I wanted to give you a little schmeichel, a little taste of what we were supposed to be doing, we might get to later on, which is about how to eat a meal, how to eat. You know, we're talking about uh, you can judge a person by what goes into his mouth, but you also judge a person on how he conducts himself at the at the table. There are people who are uh, who are doing the halachas wrong, and some people doing it properly. And we certainly should be going through that. And um, if we get a chance, we'll go through some of the halachos that are mentioned in 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 Shulchan Aruch in Orachayim Sim. In, uh, Kuf Ayin, which is 170. And uh, we'll be discussing that a little bit also. But I want to just give you a couple of things because a lot of things came across my desk in the last week and I have to share them because they tie into us. So there were some beautiful pieces that came from Vigda Miller, Zatzal, and uh, there's a w- wonderful uh, fellow who puts out, he calls Toras Avigdor. And you can get this every day, it doesn't cost you an, a penny. If you have an email, he'll email it to you. It's Toras, T-O-R-A-S, Avigdor, A-V-I-G-D-O-R. That was Miller's name. And uh, torasavigdor at gmail.com. And some of the recent ones were really quite amazing. I, I think this one even does, it talks a little bit about not eating. So I, I think it's still very interesting. How can I break my desire to eat? That's the question that they asked of Miller. He answers, you should never break that desire. The desire for eating food is a nace. It's a wonderful miracle from Hashem. Does your car have a desire for gasoline? You go out in your car and all of a sudden it stops in the middle of the street. You ran out of gas. Now if your car had a desire for gas, when it was getting low on gas, it would slowly make its way over to the side when it sees a gas station. It would be hungry for gasoline, so it would walk over to, cur- to the curb. But it doesn't do that. So the desire for food is a miracle. It's a nace that you have the desire to eat. Your body needs food, it needs energy, and it tells you about it. And when you feel hungry, besides for eating something healthy, you can always also use the opportunity to thank Hashem for that gift of being hungry. Don't waste the opportunity. Are you going to go through life without ever thanking Hashem once for this this nace, this miracle that occurs to you all the time? It's a nace, a gift from Hashem, and you should therefore never lose your desire for food. Now, the desire for eating, which you're not supposed to eat, (laughs) that's a different story. There are many things that you'd be better off not eating. Uh, How do you do that, though? That, I'll tell you privately. I have an Eitzah, if a person has a taiva, a desire for nasharai that is harmful for him, then I have an eitzah, I have some I have a suggestion for him. Not in public though, privately I'll tell you an eitzah. 
And it's a very good Eitzah that has helped many people. Now, the writer, put, a person put this together, the editor of this little piece, which is actually word for word for Miller. Um, he, he, he added this little piece himself. I believe the Rav was referring to the following Eitzah that he gave people regarding getting up on time. I've heard him give the same Eitzah of taking the Durham, that means making a nether, making a vow to avoid eating Nasherai. However, this still leaves unanswered why he didn't give this Eitzah publicly. So maybe the reason he didn't do it is because uh, pe- people, uh, he was concerned about people taking the seriousness of Nadarim too lightly. They think it was like a big joke. Now he gives a very interesting idea in a different piece on the same topic, so it's really very cute. If I have a habit of coming late to shul or to yeshiva, what can I do to improve? First of all, if you come late because you sleep late, the first thing to do is to make sure you start going to sleep early. You must get sleep. It's of utmost importance to get enough sleep. And then make sure you have an alarm clock to get you up. Now, in case that doesn't help, here's his Eitzah. Make a nether. Make a vow. Listen to me, because you can use this Eitzah for other bad habits as well, like the eating thing he mentioned, we mentioned earlier. Make a nether that the first time that you come late will cost you $50 to a tzedakah that you don't like. Uh, he gave some suggestions of, of, of the suggestions for some people, so I'm not going to give you any specifics here. But there are, but even though you you believe in tzedakahs, etc., but there are some things that you some organizations may be doing good work, but it's not your speed for some reason, and uh, maybe you have a feeling you know that you would never give a nickel to them. That's where you got to give fifty dollars to, just one time, not forever. But trust me, as Miller said you're going to keep putting off that first time. You'll make sure to get up on time on the, in the morning because of our $50. If chas v'shalom, you break it and you have to give that $50 away that week, don't delay. And then you'll make another netter that if it happens again, the first time, it'll cost you another $50. Little by little, I guarantee you'll stop coming late. And... The famous story of Miller, I'm going to mention it now, maybe you've heard it before, I don't know if I've said it on the radio or not, but Victor Miller used to love to have milk and, and cake together in the afternoon like a snack, and he decided that it was too much nasherai for him, and he accepted upon himself not to eat the cake for a period of, I believe, three months. When that three months came around, he renewed it. Eventually, he killed his desire to, to have the nash. This I heard over from his son-in-law, Roy Bragzatzal. So it, it's a real thing about him. And maybe you want to try it. Maybe it'll help you. And I just uh, th- that was like an intro for something we may not get to tonight, which is about eating. <laughs> First, we're going to talk about preparing the food to eat, because that topic is very hot. Well, I just got this today. That's why I preempted my material, which I have to put, for, put, put aside for another week, I think, unless we get to it. The Tubishvat, the bug-free Tubishvat list came out. Now, I'm going to send it to you, to anybody who wants it, and here's how you get it. You send me an email, but I'll tell you how to send it. Don't write anything in the email, just because that, that kills everything. Just put on the subject line Tu Bishvat. And Tu is T-U. Bishvat, however you're going to spell Bishvat. 
We spell it over here, base, I'm sorry, B apostrophe S-H-E-V-A-T. But if you'll spell it differently, it'll still get taken care of. But the two is T-U, which is the 15th of Shvat, which is in two weeks from, uh, from last Shabbos. So another, another two Shabbosim to come. Uh, you just write Tu B'Shvat, and we'll send you this list. Uh, you send an email to Kashrus at AOL.com. That's K-A-S-H-R-U-S at AOL.com. Nothing there but the word Tu B'Shvat in the subject line. Nothing else at all. We're going to send you this, and I think you'll enjoy it very much. If you need one in Hebrew, then you'll have to tell me you need the Hebrew one. Otherwise, we're sending you the English one, which is I think is better because I think, I'm not sure if the Hebrew one is exactly, I didn't compare it, I'm not sure that it exactly fits America because uh, this was done over in English uh, by people who are here and adjusted certain things for the United States. It clearly says it over here. So I don't know if the original Hebrew was that way, and I suggest that anybody could read English to take the regular one. So without further ado, let me start by, uh, by giving you a part of this to now, now, whether we finish today or not. And I'm not going to read through everything, because he gives a list of things that don't need checking at all, and I'm going to skip that. But I'm going to go into some things that we've never, you know, that everybody's asking me, and it's a, it changes over here on the strawberries and the blueberries. That's what's happening right now. We're talking about strawberries and blueberries and things like that, which is going to be different from anything I ever told you about it. So tonight's show and this paper is the latest information, and basically nobody knows it except you, because they haven't really gotten the Tubishvat papers yet. They're going to be handed out next week sometime, but uh, we got an advance on it. So let's start from the top. Apricots. Now, there's two kinds of apricots. There's a whole, and they have sometimes halved them. You know, you get, some packages come with half uh, of the apricot. You know, they're, they're, they're dried, and uh, the halves, and some come holes together. The whole ones, open and check each half through, uh, light, uh, through, a, through a lighting on both sides. In other words, you want to make see it inside, because it, sometimes the apricots are, are fairly thick, and it could be that trapped inside is a bug. And you'll only see it with a, a good lighting in the back. But it's not hard to do. It takes about an eighteenth of a second. One peek, and there's all you need. You don't need any, uh, you don't need to strain yourself. It's, it's a yes, yes, no, no, no situation. Truthfully, uh, I haven't found anything inside the, the, the uh, actual uh, flesh. I, very, I mean, I don't think I've ever seen it. But the ones inside the apricot itself, we do find in a certain number of cases, and some companies tend to have more, and they're definitely worms, and you sometimes see entire maggots inside there, very sizable ones inside, and, uh, you know, my grandson was checking them, I didn't teach him to do it, his mother or father taught him to do it, and there he is checking it in my house. The third one, he said, this, Zadie, this is a bug. I, I looked at it, it was. It was a little kid, but he, 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 the bug was smaller, but he, 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 he saw it right away. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, um, so the, the halved ones, they want you to soak in warm water, open the folds, and that's important because I, I, the folds, um, when you get out halves, 
that the, the outside of the skin of it has folded over. So you don't really have a flat one. You want to soften it in the water and uh, open the folds, unroll the edges, and check through with this lighting, with, each, with some lighting that goes through it. Okay? Um, now here's the chiddush of the night, as far as I'm concerned. Blueberries. Okay? Strawberries also, but the blueberries, listen to this, blueberries. So there are three types of blueberries. There's frozen, fresh, and dried. So dried is very hard to do anything with. What you could do is you could buy if it has a very, very, very good ashkocha. What that is, you'll decide yourself. If it's frozen, um, then it's preferably, preferably take the blueberries and use them in a grinder, in a blender. You know, it's blend them. If they came, if you're getting frozen blueberries, if they're fresh, soak the blueberries in soapy water, place in a large hold strainer and rinse well. Repeat the soaking and rinsing three times. I'm going to repeat that again to, to you. Soak the blueberries in soapy water. Place in a large hold strainer. You know, there's big holes in the strainer. You put it in there and rinse well. Repeat soaking and rinsing three times. And then he says, this is the key phrase, preferably grind in blender. And I, I stress that word preferably, which means if some of my listeners feel that they, they feel confidence, that they, they, they washed it and it's, it's okay to go, fine, I'm not going to argue with them. This is, we never gave out this information, but this is straight off the papers from Rabbi Vaya in Eretz Israel and went through Rabbi Goldstein here in the United States. And this is really what I call, you know, the the chumrah. So he says it's preferable to put it in a grinder after you did this washing, but he only said preferable. And I want you to study those words. And so the dry, okay, so review. The frozen ones put in a blender. The fresh ones you soak in, so, in, in soapy water, you place it in a large hold strainer and rinse it well, and you repeat the soaking and rinsing three times. There's no inspection. And then you preferably grind it, your choice. Okay, so that's a big one. Now, going along, I'm, I'm going to skip the nuts and stuff like that until we have time in the end, we'll do it. Cherries. Now, here's very important. There's a difference in where they're produced. If they're produced in the USA, that doesn't mean it's in the can from the US. You bought it here. You got to look and see on the outside, was it produced in the United States or was it imported? But if it was produced in the United States, then they're usually clean and no worry. Whether it's the maraschino, whether it's the dried ones, whether it's uh, regular cherries, we don't have a problem with cherries produced in the USA. But the foreign ones, there we have a we have concerns, and I'm going to just try to give you them briefly. There are four types here. The maraschino. He suggests opening several of them, about ten percent of the of the what you're eating, as a sample. Check for a worm. If any infestation is found in the sample, open and check all of the batch. The dried cherries, best to avoid using due to the difficulty of checking. That's important. We're not we're suggesting not getting foreign produced dried cherries. U.S. produced dried cherries are fine. Foreign uh, dried cherries are not recommended for use. Okay. Then he talks about European sweet cherries and European sour cherries. 
The European sour cherries are usually clean, but the European sweet cherries, they come in the syrup, and also the, the sour cherries come in the syrup, so he suggests that each one has to be checked inside, which, of course, is ridiculous and hard, and if it came in the syrup, I don't want to do that thing, so I, I just suggest that we stick to uh, regular U.S. cherries or maraschino cherries that we're sampling it, um, but only the regular ones, not the, not the dried ones. We move along. Fruit leather. Now, fruit leather is something that I think most people have a problem with, and, and I'm going to explain to you why. It's a kid's thing. Uh, you open it up, and you pull it out, and you put it in your mouth. There's not much to do. It's not like you're cracking a nut and, and going on the inside and taking out the nut. There's not much action, and it's, uh, kids love to you know, take it right out of the thing. Then they unroll it, and they just stuff it in their mouth or whatever they're doing. The trouble is that even if the apricots or whatever the fruit it is would be clean itself, they, there are flies that attach themselves to it in the production. If this is not done under uh, uh, sterile uh, conditions in like a hospital. This is something that's done in a way in places where you could, you know, where it's very possible to get flies and uh, attached to it. So what they're suggesting with the fruit leather, you check against the light for an ant or a fly that could be stuck on. Now, an ant and a fly, you're going to see. It's not that teeny weeny, you know, uh, mite or something like that. You have to have your uh, your loop out and 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 struggle to see it. You're either going to see it or you're not going to see it. You don't have to go with sugar over it. You're looking for a fly or an ant. You know what a fly and an ant is. You know their size. So if you don't see it, it doesn't take very long. But you want to look it against the light just to see if it's stuck inside or outside. You would see it, you know. To see a fly is not so hard because of the wings. And an ant also, you would, you would, you would get it right away. Okay. Uh, grapes is a repeat of what I uh, used to say all the time. He says it a little differently here, so it's worth paying attention for the grapes. Sep- separate the tight clusters into smaller ones. Soak in soapy water and rinse well. Repeat soaking and rinsing three times. Rinsing means under the faucet. So you soak in the soapy water. He doesn't say the numbers here. He used to say before three, four minutes each time that you soak it in the soapy water. And I would add on to agitate somewhat and then put it under the faucet and do that three separate times of soapy water and under the faucet. Then he says something which we didn't mention earlier. And that's why I want you to listen to this little aspect that we're adding on now. And that is, look at each grape. If you see a dark spot penetrating inside the grape, cut there and check inside for a worm. Now, you won't find that on too many, but you will find that black spot on the outside. And you you don't have to spend an hour looking for it. It's not teeny. We're talking about a big black thing. You'd see it. And all you do is cut inside that one, and uh, it has no bearing on the other ones. So it's it's an individual kind of thing. So basically, we have the grapes, the cherries, the blueberries, and, and what about our favorite? We have to get to our favorite. But before we get there, we have a few more. Guava is not such a simple thing. I don't know if we're going to uh, if you if it's worth going through it now. I suggest if you like guava, most people don't eat guava, but if you do eat guava, it's worth reading this piece here because it's not a simple thing. Okay, um, then. He's worried about the kiwi and the mango and the melon and the peach and the pear and the quince that are dried. All the dried fruits 
that we get at Tu Bishvat, right? And that everybody loves. Examine both sides with small insects sticking to the fruit. He suggests maybe rinsing it off. I don't know if that's so simple because a lot of them have sugar attached and you like it like that. But uh, you could see if there's any small uh, insects attached. I'm going to go on now to the to to our friends uh, dealing with the uh, some of the. Uh, well, he has pine- uh, pineapple. I think we'll sneak that in also. Pineapple has the three types: fresh pineapple which we all know already, just take off all the outside and little brown spots, they have to be all removed. If it's dried with sugar, look at both sides for a fly or a bug that got stuck to it. If it's natural dried, break it into a few pieces and check in the small spaces in the flesh of the fruit fruit, if there shouldn't be any worms in there or dark round crumbs. Okay, I don't know what natural dried is, but if you have it, then you have to be concerned about that. Most of us eat it fresh or dried with sugar. Now, there's, there's a lot about seeds and a lot of other things which I don't want to go through to today, but I just want to go into some of, the, of our popular uh, topics, which are the berries. Now, in the berry family, um, I'm going to review here. Figs, we don't suggest you do anything. It's very, very complicated, and I don't suggest you eat figs. That's that's my personal suggestion. He has something in the book. You can look at it in the book, and Bidika's a Muslim, but I don't recommend it. Now, he says goji berries, and I didn't know much about this. Somebody called up recently. Goji berries are highly infested and very difficult to check. Avoid eating them. Mulberries are very infested. It seems that the berries are problems. Raspberries are very infested, and that I think everybody got rid of already, all the hashgachas. We're going to do raisins and strawberries now. Raisins. Raisins, including California raisins, should preferably not be used due to their high incidence of infestation. Craisins can be used as a substitute. If one wants to use regular raisins, it's preferable to use the raisins that go, went through a preliminary screening, such as the badats of the Edecharedis supervision. I've never seen it in America. I'm sure it's here somewhere. I don't know which company it is. I don't know where they sell it. And, uh, and therefore, I'm going to leave this topic alone, and the raisins is going to stay in my mind where it was all this time. But the strawberries is a little bit of a change. Of course, you could peel it. But here is the method if you're not going to peel it. He says something interesting, which I think we all should relate to. There is a worldwide problem of thrips, that's very small insects, that hide in the little depressions of the strawberries and do not come off with the usual cleaning methods. Therefore, strawberries should only be eaten in one of the two following ways. Well, one of them is to cut off all the outside of it, which is a big job on a small strawberry. It kills the whole thing. And you got to be like a real professional, a very, very thin knife. And I don't know, because to me, it's, it, I, I lost interest in that methodology. Maybe some listeners are still doing it. But this, the second method is the one that's important to us. With a knife, cut off the leaf at the top, together with a few millimeters of the fruit. Remove any cracks, deep clefts, or damaged areas. Soak in water mixed with a little dishwashing liquid for three minutes. So we cut off the top, took a little teeny piece off the top like we used to do in the old days, and we uh, soaked in the water for three minutes. Rub 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 it while it's in the water and rinse well under the running water. And then after you did this whole business... Then he wants to do this three times, and then he wants you to cook it or blend it. 
so he doesn't want you to eat it straight. Now that's the that's it. If you, but at least this way, we could prepare it ourselves. We don't have to buy expensive ones. We don't have to buy it from a company that uh, that, that necessarily happy with it anyway. We have a way of preparing it ourselves. If you listen to it, uh, fine. If you're not, you have to you have to get this uh, thing, which doesn't cost you anything. Okay, so he's only asking you to do it one time. He's asking you to uh, uh, cut off the, the leaf at the top with a little bit of the, of the berry and soak it in the water with a little dishwashing liquid for three minutes, rub it in the water, and rinse it well under the running water in such a way that the water reaches every part of the berry. And he wants you to do that three times, and then you could cook it or blend it. That's the only recommendation we have at the present time. So this gives you a little bit of an idea of what's in this, uh, this thing. It's two pages long. And what we're not going to do today, because at the time, we're not going to be able to do the nuts. So believe that we'll do with the nuts and the seeds next week, so that you'll have a full preparation for Tu Bishvat. You want this thing? It costs nothing. Just email me at kashrus, K-A-S-H-R-U-S, at AOL.com. Just, just send an email. Don't put anything in the email. Just say Tu Bishvat, T-U, and how are you, you going to spell Bishvat? Okay, and then we will send this to you, and uh, you'll get it hopefully uh, tomorrow or on Wednesday. You'll get it, and you'll be definitely prepared for for the future, because this is a way of, of preparing every single week, not just for Tu Bishvat. So I don't have time now, unless we don't get callers, so you can call in now at the station, and we'll answer any question that we possibly can, which is 718-683-5858. Again, 718-683-5858. Or you could text us at 347-927-8398. Again, the the telephone line is 718-683-5858 to answer your questions. And the text line is 347-927-8398. We'll be taking your questions in just a minute. I see there are people calling in. And I'm going to just uh, say one word about our sponsor, which is uh, Glotmart, conveniently located at 1205 Avenue M. Whenever I think of them, I think of price, service, convenience, and quality. Whether you shop for a few items or for a full wagon load, you can save plenty of money by shopping at Glotmart. At Glotmart, you save time by using their valet parking service. Just pull into Glotmart from the East 12th Street entrance. They'll park the car for you and have it ready to load up with all the special items that you purchased in the store. And here are some of the items that are on sale today and tomorrow. I don't have the, the sale items yet for Wednesday. If you like steak, here are three choices. You could get family pack shoulder steaks, $9.99 a pound. You could get pepper steak, $11.99 a pound. Or family pack rib steaks at $13.99 a pound. And uh, the uh, Geffen apple juice boxes, the four pack for the little kids, two at $3. Domino sugar, four pound bag, $1.99. Or tea lights, 50 count, $1.39. Meal Mart barbecue chicken wings, two pounds, seven ninety nine. That's an excellent uh, price, I think. Freund's flounder fillets, fourteen ounce, three ninety nine. Mini peppers in the one bag that, uh, that those are the little peppers everybody seems to grab instead of the big ones. There's some, it's, it's much more tasty. So they're one ninety nine for a pound, which is a, a a good price. I just saw it pass by a store. On the way coming here, and I saw four ninety nine for the same 
for the same amount of uh, of uh, for, for, for per pound. So I, I obviously uh, the one ninety nine is better price. <laughs> you don't need me to tell you that. And at Glockmart, the quality of meats is A one with cert- kosher certification from both the Star K and the Vatakashas of Flatbush with base Yosef meats and with expert Nikor. At Glockmart, you're getting quality kashras. Glockmart is at twelve oh five Avenue M. Meaning your shopping needs is their top priority. If you meet Dove and Glotmart, tell them you heard about Glotmart on Cautious on the Air over J Root Radio. And now, without further ado, we're going to take some of our callers. Nisim, 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 we have a callers. Go ahead, please. You're on Cautious on the Air. Can we help you? Hello, you're on. You're on the air with Rabbi Wickler. Go ahead, please. Nobody? Okay. You're on Cautious on the Air with Rabbi Wickler from Cautious Magazine. Go ahead, please. Okay. There are certain places that sell fruit platters prepared. On the platters, they put these, they're orchids that are flowers to decorate the platter. I understand those flowers have to be checked and they're infested. Are people aware of it? Well, I don't know about people. Let's go back a step. Yeah. There are stores that sell these things. Right. I, I want to tell you that uh, Rabbi David Goldstein, who I'm close with, who trains hundreds of people in the field, uh, many of the people that he trained are working in the stores here in Flatbush and Borough Park, in the larger supermarkets that have a mashkiach tamidi that's working with vegetables. And the, he's trained them very very well and one of the first things that he does when he trains people is exactly about talking exactly about what you're talking about they talk about the edible flowers a bit i'm sorry but the uh, the fl- not, uh, edible, edible flowers no no not- no the regular flowers they're the flowers that are put on there for decoration okay. and he takes those and he put gives every hands everybody one i mean when i was in a group we had did this i don't know i took a quiz by him i didn't get that well okay oh, but i took with rabbi okay. david goldstein you yeah. didn't have a class with david goldstein I did. He gave it about a year and a half ago in his house. Oh, he did. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I remember that. I remember. That. I set it up. Right. Yes, I remember. Right. That. Right. Okay. Well, he didn't do it with you. So he didn't have them. But okay. with, with with us, he did, and he showed something. that every single one of them had a bug. Right. So his but people. I went into a fruit store, that's a room fruit store, and he has it on his platters. I said, right. "Do you right. check them?" He said, "It's edible." No, I, I'm going to explain again. Rabbi Goldstein trains his people properly. So in his stores that that are using somebody that was trained by him, I'm sure that they're not using any flowers that have any bugs in them. That's I'm I'm positive. Because I know those people. Again, I'm not talking about the store you're talking about. I'm saying to you that... I'm sa- let's start again. I'm saying, when you said the stores that sell these things, so I'm telling you, the stores that have good mashkichim, let's, let's not just talk about the flowers. Let's talk what they're putting out there. They put out the grapes. They put out the blueberries. Um, they put out a lot of different things. And, you know, and, and, and they're not necess- Are they going through what we just mentioned over here? No, I don't- they're so, not. So, again. But some stores specifically uh, write on it, not checked. Okay. That I didn't, I didn't ever see that, but okay. Pomegranate has okay. all their labels not checked. Uh, and again, one second. I know. Let, let's start from. Let's go back one step. Okay. I don't know what pomegranate does, but I know that some of the stores that have, uh, you know, have been trained by Rabbi Goldstein will not put anything out that they haven't properly checked. 
nothing will go out in the air. They, if they have something, they've gone through a serious checking. I can okay. guarantee that a thousand percent. There are many stores in our neighborhood who have no mashkiach. Right. And yeah. there are many stores that have a mashkiach that wasn't trained on the same level. And I don't know what's going on. I don't, we shouldn't have mentioned the store. I but I, it, but since you mentioned it, I want to tell you that yeah. the people who check in pomegranate are from the best in Brooklyn. That I know. I know for a fact. I know. So, so I... If they don't, if they if they sell it without checking, they're telling you it's not checked because they don't think they can do it properly. Right, so right. it's it it you know that's obviously people have to wake up and real as your that's the purpose of your call to wake right. up and realize that these things do exist. That these are real issues. A hundred percent, we agree with you. We just wanted to make a mention that some right. stores are taking care of everything properly, and of course, other stores, even if it's from owner. I'm not taking care of everything properly. You know, no, a, a few weeks ago... When you ask them, like, they make with their hand, like... All right. Listen, I can't answer for everybody. Okay, you're right. I, I, can, we can't so answer much. for everybody. A few weeks ago, Rav Nissim uh, 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 mentioned a, a store that's uh, actually taking advantage of people and, and, and the prices were, were one thing on the stand and another thing in his register and it was brought to their attention and they didn't change the register at all. They kept going on like this and this goes on for a while. We had that, we mentioned it here on the show. So one woman, I, somebody comes to my shear, one woman, uh, mm-hmm. his wife, uh, told the owner of a store in our neighborhood and I don't know the name of the store, Baruch Hashem. Okay. So, and she told that the owner, you know that Rabbi Wickler spoke about you uh, on Monday night. So he said, really? Yeah, he spoke about you. And he, she said, you can go get listen to it on the archives in jwoodradio.com. So he, he listened to it. And he, and he said, and, and it was true. And he still hasn't changed. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So we have to be the eyes and ears. We have to be the ones to bring it to their attention. And you know something? If you start shopping in another store, at least for these baskets and these these uh, for these, these special items that you know give gift baskets, etc. If you do shop at another store because of the kashrus, believe me, the store that you don't shop in now is going to get the message, and they're going to change. Right. So if the more the more educated the consumer is, the less is going to happen. Thank you very much for the call. Thank you for your show. It's Thank amazing. You. Go ahead, you're unconscious on the air. Can we help you? Yes, hello. I have a question for you. Hello, can you hear me? I do hear you, yes. Great. Okay. Uh, number one, detergent on, on, for Pesach. Detergent. Now, does, do they have to have, I know they have to have a hexure, but I also know that the ones that are not a are acceptable. Is this, cor- is this correct or incorrect? I, I, I missed a few words there. Basically, you're asking is the detergents need a hechsha for Pesach. The no, ins- no, I'm, asking, I'm asking like this. I know that some of them come without a hechsha. I don't know if it's Pamala. I don't know. I don't, I'm just, I'm just throwing out names. I'm just asking, do they, do they need a hechsha for the kosher for Pesach? Or there are some of them that don't need a hechsha but a kosher for Pesach? Th- that's a trick question. The, the answer is yes and no. Because the, how my Rebbe taught, Rav Hashem in Zatzal taught, that, that uh, soap and uh, if, you, if you have a silver, you, know, if you, you want to rub the silver, the silver polish, these things are not edible. 
And since they're not edible, they're not royal achilas kelev, they're not royal achilas adam, then the nifsel, so technically they can't cause any problems. But since it goes on things that you use, can I finish? Since it goes since it goes on things that we use for eating, so we, what we really we want to make sure it has a hashkacha. And that's the way we all conduct ourselves in the dishwashing detergents, in the, uh, in the, in the, in the soaps that we use, etc., etc. Et Could there be some problem? Yes, there can be some problem. Halachically, the bottom line is it will not cause any problem. Could there be some problem with the product? Yes, but halachically it will not cause a problem. Correct. So my, my, my question is really simple. We have an OU on, on, on a smoke. I, I think I have to call back on another phone because I can't get it. You're on some cell phone that's not, it's, it's not coming out well. But I thank you for the call. If you want to call back on a different phone, I'll, we can take it further. Thank you so much. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, you're on Cautious on the Air. Can we help you? Please? You're on the You're on the radio. Go ahead, please. Turn down your, uh, uh, what you're listening to, and Please? talk to the, f- yeah, you, talk to the phone, you're on, you're on the radio now, just turn down your radio, and you can hear what I'm saying. Okay. Okay? You hear me? Yes, go ahead. Um, let's say I, I put in a, a milk condition, the first thing you speak, and the, and the, and the cleaning lady doesn't know, she, she sees a, I'll dish in the sink, so she washes it. Was it was the was the dish very dirty, or or was it not? It, it was dirty. Okay, and for meat or milk, what was it? It was it was milking and it was in the flesh sugar sink. Okay, it was milking in the flesh sugar sink. Or or that. So now now let me ask you: Do you remember you were there then? You right? You were you were there when she was there? No, I'm asking if it happened. Okay, well, okay, if it happened, it depends like this. If she had uh, gloves on, because the water is so hot, and she put it right under the water, and she didn't use any soap, then maybe we we will say we have a problem in the sink, and we will make a suggestion of what to do. But usually, the water is not that hot, and usually there's soap, and usually the dish is not that dirty, and a lot of the stuff just goes down the drain, and we don't really have any major problem. So it, when the real Shiloh comes up, when it really happens, then either call your rabbi or you call us and we'll take care of it. Okay? Okay? Thank you very much. You know, I got a call this week from, we got, we got, I can't tell you how many calls we get, but a call this week from a young man was a beautiful call, very interested in something that he wanted to eat. And, and, and you, you see, you feel from these boys Girls all as well. But I mean, the, from these, these young people asking questions that Baruch Hashem, we have a future generation that is going in the right direction. That they ask questions, they ask questions properly, and that they want to learn. It's beautiful. Go ahead, please. You're unconscious on the air. Go Hello? ahead. You're on the radio. Go ahead, please. Um, good evening. Could you please tell us what to do with blueberries? My husband told me. No, one that time. We, we, can't, we can't hear you. You must have been using a cell phone that isn't coming course clearly. No, I'm using regular phone. Uh, listen, can we do anything to that call? We can't understand the shame, what you're saying. Blueberries. How do you check blueberries? Uh, okay, we went through that already tonight, 
and you know, uh, I I don't think I have time to to go through it again. Uh, we went through the blueberries tonight completely, and if you want to, you can get this thing we mentioned to you on how to check it, and you just send us an email at kashrus at aol.com, K-A-S-H-R-U-S at aol.com, and just write tu bishvat, T-U bishvat, on the, on the email, uh, on the subject line, and we'll send it to you. It's a little involved, and I, don't, I think the people heard it already would, would not want me to repeat it again. Okay? Thank, Thank you very much. Go ahead. Yvonne Kashus on the air. Can I help you? Yeah, hi. Um, I want to ask you a question. I didn't understand last week what you were saying about the medication, that you can't put it into your mouth. You have to put it in. Okay. Uh, okay, let me explain. Uh, I, it was, we did it quickly. So uh, let, I, we'll, I, we did, okay, I'll tell you now. I'll, t- I'll tell you what it is. We, we, we did it quickly. With a toothpaste, what is the difference? Between a medication and a toothpaste. If, okay. a, if the medication can't touch your no, tongue, no, no, it's, why uh, can't the toothpaste? It, no, no it's, it's, that's, not, that's not the point. The point I, I, it's a good question. You asked it right, by the way. Um, when you're taking a medication, you're swallowing it. So if you're swallowing something that is not kosher, you're swallowing something not kosher. Now, if you have a medicine that has, let's say, a non-kosher ingredient inside a tablet, so maybe it's not there is the main thing. Maybe it doesn't give a flavor. We have reasons to say we can forget about it. And it's taken for a medication. But the gel problem is a different problem. Because whether it's a, a coated capsule or it's inside a capsule that's gelatin, it's all on the outside, and you come in contact with that directly. So you're actually eating trafe. It's going in and touching your body as it goes down the throat. That's ingesting, that's eating. The only thing is, it's a medication, it's not a regular food. So some people permit it anyway, because it's a medication. Others would say, don't do it, especially if you're not that sick. And what I'm telling you, and they suggest wrapping it with a little tissue around it, which is very difficult, or I'm telling you, buy a veggie caps and put the whole thing inside. Now, what does that accomplish? In the Gemara, it talks about boiloi besieve. If you swallow something indirectly because it's inside something else, it's not the same as ingesting it directly. So the veggie cap that's on the outside is a protection that when you do the swallowing, goes down your gullet, it's going down as a, with a, not touching you at all, and it's just something that's inside the way it would be inside a cap a pill as opposed to a gelatin cap with which is the outside so that's the that's the idea now with toothpaste you're not swallowing it so although it comes in contact with your lips and with your tongue and with your teeth and everything else that's not called eating that it's only eating when you swallow so some people are leaning into about it they're leaning into about tasting and they're leaning in about uh, you know, in the mouth, and leaning in about uh, using the mouthwash and the and the and the, uh, and the, and the uh, toothpaste. Some people are leaning, and some people are more machmir. But but that's a different topic, and that's uh, many people are lenient about it. Aside from that, our topic about the about the about the uh, the, the toothpaste or the listerine was a question about glycerin, as, and which is uh, something that is significant. And, uh, you know, if there's a problem putting treif in your mouth, then maybe we have a problem here. And it's not necessarily called treif. It may be called treif. It may not be. That's a, that was a topic we tried to discuss. Where's the glycerin come from? What's the percentage of glycerin? Etc. 
But uh, the people who are machmir, who don't want to put it in their mouth at all, so they want to not have glycerin. The people who consider it not eating at all, because so even if it goes in your mouth, it's not called eating, they don't care so much about that glycerin. But if it goes into your mouth, how could you guarantee that you're not swallowing any of it? Because you're, you're, not, intending, you're, not, in, you're not intending to swallow. You're not intending to swallow. It's the, it, 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 like everything else. It goes with your intention. Is it smart to put something trafe in your mouth? Of course not. Should you do it? No. If, if it wasn't for this, for this thing which is, in general, not swallowed because it's nifsel meachilas kelev or whatever it is, no one's going to eat this thing. So if it wasn't because of the, the heterin that we have and that we're not intending to ingest it and we don't most times ingest it, so then it's, it, we would be machmir. We wouldn't put a trafe thing in our mouths. None of the people who let you use this toothpaste or the, or the Listerine will, or the, whatever, the mouthwash, none of those people would let you put a piece of trafe in your mouth. Nobody would do that. But here we have, we, we, we're calling this a non-food. It's not for the purpose of eating. And you're not doing eating. Now you might swallow it. Listen, you might swallow some rain on the tannis also. You might, anything might happen in life. You know, when you go swimming in the, in the ocean, maybe you swallowed some water and you didn't make a bracha. So I mean, what are we going to do? You know, that, that's not what you're intending to do. Okay, you take a shower. You know, you might swallow water. <laughs> it, 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 you're that's, comparing that? What? You're comparing the same thing? No, I'm not comparing. I'm just saying to you that the question of in, drinking or eating is a matter of intent. I hear. I, if, if I hear, you, but I'm, I'm not like... You don't have to. You don't have to. <laughs> if, you, if you don't feel comfortable with it, you don't have to. Uh, personally, I try to be machmir, but, but I, I'm trying to explain to our audience uh, about the different sides. Okay. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so thank much. you very much. Bye. Take good care. Okay, you're on cautious on the air. Okay, thank you so much for for. I'm back again with with, with the soap. Okay, I'm sorry, I did not. Can you hear me now? Yeah, absolutely. Great, thank you so much. Um, here's the thing: there's OU soaps that have an OU on it. Right. They're not Domira Caleb. Nobody can eat them. Right. Now, I hate to tell you this, but the quality of of the kosher soaps that you have an have an OU in kosher Pesach doesn't compare to the other to the other they're more expensive that's the truth my question to you is and I think that's an OU are there soaps with only an OU without a hexa that, that are acceptable that well, is my question okay so the answer to that is I'm going to give you a, a, a person I, I think I remember his number so if I'm off you'll, I'll give you an alternate number it Rabbi Grossman comes here from uh, f- from the n- uh, not Rabbi Grossman, um, no, no, it's not Rabbi Grossman. Uh, with another rabbi comes to us. So I, I don't have his number. Okay, um, we'll have to get you his number. But if you call the OU, uh, or if you if you call me at the office, I'll give you his number directly. Otherwise, you can call the OU. The OU's number. I'll give you OU's number: two one two five six three four thousand. That would be great. Now, now you call and ask who handles. The uh, the Passover booklet, the booklet for Passover. By the way, it's already printed. The Pesach booklet from OU, and he will tell you, uh, he will tell you which ones or if they can be re- relied upon. There's a there's in in the booklet from the OU, which you can get the booklet yourself. It's three and a half dollars, but uh, you, know, you have to get it from them. Um, the uh, the in the booklet from the OU, it has a certain pages. That it mentions that it doesn't need a Pesach uh, uh, label on it. If, if, if plain OU is good enough, 
And all the waters are that way. All the waters from the OU do not need Pesach. And they'll mention the same thing about which, uh, which detergents don't need and which do. So you, you can see it in the book, and he'll, he'll know, this rabbi. Um, okay? Well, and it's Rabbi Grossman? No, it's not Rabbi Grossman. That's why I made a mistake. I put two and two together, and they're wrong. It's another rabbi. Uh, right now, I don't remember his name. And right. you'll, you'll call there and just ask who puts together the Pesach booklet for the OU, and he will be the one to answer your question. Okay? I've got a question. My wife, my wife uh, said that she heard uh, you, somebody say about a new book of Rabbi, Rabbi Victor Ben Lutzal. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not in the book business, but yes, you can go into bookstores and you'll find there's a lovely uh, book that Rabbi Hamburger put out for Rabbi, Rabbi Miller, Hamburg, and it's, 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 like, it's like going like hotcakes. I, I haven't gotten a copy you know, yet. You know the name of the book? Uh, it, I don't remember the name, but it, it, you just say the word of Rabbi Victor Miller, and Rabbi Hamburger wrote it, H-A-M-B-U-R-G-E-R. So you're not going to have to, he's the only one he wrote for, about him, okay? There are about five or six books. Out. What? The last tape that Rabbi, Rabbi Victor Miller, that's how made. Havdalah. Yes. The last question that was asked. Yeah. Was my question. <laughs> what was it? Excuse me? What no, was it? The question I asked was, if a, if a Yid finds something that a guy lost, let's, let's say, he, and, and he wants to return it to him only because of Kiddush Hashem, or he's putting back... Uh, <laughs> tricky, tricky question. Tricky question. Tricky question. Because he, has, he was very clear on what he said about the... Okay, right. go ahead, yes. What did he, he answer you? That, you listen, listen to his answer... He says, all right, but he wasn't really for it. He wasn't for it, yeah, because he felt it, because you're treating the, 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 the Rava and the Tzmeya, you're mixing the two up. Right, that's what he said, that's his sheet, yeah. I, I think in one of the last questions I, I, I asked him was, you, you got you to listen to this question. Listen to this question I asked him. I, I, uh, and, and I put him in a spot. I, I, put, him, I put him in a corner. He, <laughs> he said that, I said, the, the Rav said that, the Israeli army is Madia is is Chayta Machti, right? So I asked I him this question. Listen how he answered it. And I asked, is, is Am Yisrael better off with, with the Israeli army or without it? Now oh, that's put him I, in the corner. Nothing will, right? Right, right. Now he, I, he, he, uh, he, he, he said we we need the army, but uh, no, this is what he's doing. He says, of course. What kind of question is that? You have to be praying that 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 that, 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 that they win and, and and and. Of course. So. And I put you put two and two together, and you say it like this: when when the Nazis are fighting the the um, the, um, the Russians, right? Right? <laughs> who are we praying that we should win? Who should win? The of Russians, course. right? They will show him. Doesn't doesn't make right. us hundred percent. As I got to thank you, but for the call, but you have to go on to the other callers. Okay. Take good care. Sagazan. Go ahead. You're on cautious on the air. Can I help you? Anybody Hello? there? Yes, you're on the air. Go ahead, please. Hello. You're on the air. Go ahead, please. Okay. Yes, I have a question. My my daughter used a fleshing pot, and then she used it with a milky spoon. What do I do? Is it cold? What was it? Wait, 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 wait. We got to go ask. You got to ask the question like a Talmud Chacham. Then you, we, we will get you the answer. She used a fleshing pot for what? She was u- making eggs. She was making eggs in a pot. Right. Don't use a frying pan. You don't use a frying pan for for eggs. Yeah, she oh, she's boiling, eggs boiling eggs. it. She was boiling eggs. No, no, she was frying eggs. She was making an egg. Oh, pot. So now it's not. So now it's a frying pan. So what is it? Okay, now you have a frying pan that she used for eggs, and there was no meat in it. No. Okay. And and had the frying pan been used in the last twenty four hours for meat? 
Um, no, not so, that I know. Then, then go ahead. Now she used a, a milchika spoon with the eggs. Right. No problem. It's not a problem. And there was a milchika spoon used within twenty four hours on the fire for milchiks for for milchiks. Uh, uh, um, not really. Probably not. not. So therefore, all we do is wash them off and then start all over again. Uh, okay, you don't have to kasher. No kashering here at all, because both of them are what we call eno ben yomo. They, neither one was used for either meat or for milk in 24 hours. So even though oh. they are milchiks and they are fleshiks, but they can't yeah. hurt each other. Thank you very much okay. for the call. Okay, Go ahead. thank you. You're welcome. Right. You're on kashas on the air. Go ahead, please. Hello? Nobody there. Anybody else? Uh, I want to ask a question. Okay. okay. <laughs> nothing, nothing to do uh, with food, but something very connected to the kashrut. Okay. I got uh, basically um, information from uh, Boca Raton. Yeah. That last week, last Sunday. Well, I, I went to the radio. I went to the internet. I didn't see anything at all about this, so I, I don't because, know the details. Okay. No, no. I have the details here. I have oh. The details was okay. So uh, maybe this is not our show. Uh, I don't know why we're thinking. The question is the <laughs> question. It's not, it's not I, 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 I would say. I would say that. This is uh, really, really something that has to discuss about it, you know. And you cannot let to a, a local leaders, a so-called local leaders, to give you a put you a, a, a minister or so, you know a, a, a father or a priest in a, in a, in a shul and giving a, how to reach, how to succeed in life and suffer, how to find yourself. This is something that really I'm telling you. I, I was furious about it. And well, I, I, we're not going to mention think, the names of the... Of I, the no, no, the, the, okay. the, the, the name of the... the I, we don't want to hear. We don't want to hear. I, but I, the, there was a synagogue that uh, purportedly... I have not found the name of the synagogue yet, but I, and I looked on I, the internet. I didn't see what you were talking about. But but the uh, but there was, uh, supposedly was a synagogue that had it's a... It's a temple. Which had, well, okay, temple. okay, okay. Okay, you. which had a, a, uh, a priest from a different religion speaking... Uh, to their to their people uh, about the way to, the proper way to conduct your life, and uh, Rav Nissen is saying that the, this is a terrible thing, and of course we agree. We're we're supposed to have emunas chachamim. We're supposed to follow our sages, our rabbonim, uh, whoever that rabbi is. If it's an orthodox rabbi, I'm sure he has a lot more to say to us than any priest I would have to you, say. I, why I'm saying very upset about it. Because the same so-called rabbi refused to get one of our speakers in his shul because he said he's a fanatic. Okay, that's one so, of the right. things that I, I would. Say, everybody right. but, that knows that the the, right. the, the shul over the, the so-called let's, shul. Let's not Lord talk about that part. But you talk no, no, about no, the first it's part. Very important. So the very answer important. is like it's this: really listen, listen. If if a, if a synagogue has a reason to invite uh, a non-Jewish person, there's no question. And uh, we've seen great organ Jewish organizations, very from organizations that let uh, a non-Jewish person come to speak uh, to, for a few minutes or whatever it is. Maybe it's on the news. Maybe it's about this. You know, whatever the purpose purpose of it is. But the concept that th that they have to teach us about life and how we're supposed to live our life that has to life. be the purpose of life. That has to come from our leaders. If that if that is an orthodox synagogue, the, hopefully the rabbi has a lot more to offer, and that's what should have been done. It shouldn't have been given over to somebody else. 
what they think about this speaker or that speaker, that's their problem. They're, yes, they're right, wrong, who knows? We can't judge. But we definitely can say that there's definitely too much people expecting too much from the secular world. Rabbi Vigda Miller used to speak about the television, and he would say, it's like you're opening, you have a, a, a non-Jew coming into your house every night, and he's talking to you about whatever it is, and you're listening. We should be inviting her. We have Torah anytime. We have, uh, we have J Radio. We have Shirim Galore. We have everything available. Why are we uh, exposing ourselves to uh, such uh, strong non-Jewish influences? That was the whole purpose of J it's to get the people into hearing Torah and Jewish music, not Goyish music. And we hear the, the, the Tfilos and we hear the Tehillim. We, hear, we have some wonderful things we hear on the radio. And that's, that's obviously the, the, correct, the correct approach. We can't answer for everybody else. Some people don't see life the way we do. We, we, hopefully we're seeing it right. And we have to understand that we hope that these other people, the Rabbanim and the Del Shuls, we hope that they will learn that that's not the right approach. The problem is not the lecture, the issue, but it's after the lecture. What happened? It's a, the inter... I would act... Interaction. This. You know, you can listen to a lecture, right. whatever, from you, but after, and when you give papers, our found JC, and only to the crowd, it's really big, big Hilul Hashem. I'm telling of you. Of course it is. Of course I, it is. I, I cannot... But, so that's why we but it's not unique, look, unfortunately. But unfortunately, it's but not that's unique, why we cannot right. shut you know, Listen, it was not, it's not unique, unfortunately. We have a situation today, I'm not going to go into details, where some of our people who consider themselves Orthodox want to show how open they are to the whole world. And they, I, I know one of these synagogues, it's not the one you're talking about, it's not in the state where you're talking about, it's a different state entirely. But the rabbi of that synagogue spoke in the church on sh- on Sunday, and the ra- and the and the priest of that church spoke in the shul on Shabbos, and they they switched places so that they each one should be exposed to both ideas. And this is an orthodox, yeah. supposedly orthodox synagogue. So the orthodox doesn't mean the same thing everywhere. And I, I think our people should know when they, when they travel, when they go to places, they have to know. I have a young man who is a Talmud of mine. He travels all over. He travels to every state. He's been in almost every single state. He goes to the capital of the state. And when he goes, he goes to the shul. But unfortunately, some of the shuls that he goes to, he can't daven in because they have mixed seating. And uh, this, during the week, they're more liberal. Shabbos, they have separate, some separate, some mixed, and they call themselves Orthodox. So definitely, we we all have to be aware of that in the future. I don't know, I think our show is really uh, Kashrus on the air, and hopefully next week we'll get back to Kashrus only on the air, okay? And everyone should have a wonderful week, and hopefully we'll be able to discuss the nuts and and the seeds next week, which is also important. Don't forget to send us an email at kashrus at aol.com. Say, just say the word Tubishvat in it, and we will send you the, uh, the piece from uh, Rabbi Vaya in Eretz Israel on all the, the different uh, f- fruits and nuts that you have to check and prepare for Tu and for all year. Thank you very much for listening.